check who's on the track next. Never half step like. Hello, everybody. What's up? It's Ronnie B. Pro17.com. Pro17podcast for audio only. The Cali Conservative on Spotify, Apple Music, and etc. Hope everybody's doing well. Didn't do anything over the weekend. Uh, just kind of following up on a lot of stories, especially this Ukraine-Russia situation. I'm going to do a deep dive video on its own. It's not going to be live because I got a lot of information that has developed about said story. And uh, I want to be really thorough with it with the uh, receipts and uh, and graphs and pictures and all that stuff. So I wouldn't be able to do that on a live stream like today. So, But I am going to touch on the virtue signaling today that's going on on social media and the internet and just like the blue check marks on Twitter and everybody else, you know, so people are going to get rubbed the wrong way a little bit by this if you're one of them, but Hey, maybe it's just an eye opener kind of a situation that you need to hear. So we want to talk about that. Uh, but I also want to talk about in Texas, uh, governor Abbott and them are talking about making sex change for minors considered child abuse. I 100% agree with that. Okay, you shouldn't be doing any kind of uh, gender reassignment surgery or any kind of castration stuff on your own kid. And, uh, you know, there's some leftists and some people that are kind of disagreeing with that, but uh, I'm totally agreeing with that. So we're going to talk into that. And then finally, I want to talk about the New York City Mayor Eric Adams and his ridiculous hypocrisy <laughs> in regards to Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets basketball star, who, by the way, has been holding his own and stood up for his rights with, with not getting the jab this whole time. And so now that the playoffs are coming up and they seem to kind of be forgetting about the COVID nowadays, now that the, the, the media has got your mind on something else to distract away from Biden's administration and everything like that. So now all of a sudden he's trying to pivot after they fire all these people, but I won't get into too much of that now, but that's going to be the third segment. So thanks everybody for watching pro one seven and uh, please make sure you check out pro one seven.com slash merch. Really appreciate it. Let's get into the first story here. So today's title on the thumbnail, if you saw it, is we need to stop virtue signaling. All right. The the Russian-Ukraine situation is obviously a horrible situation. We don't want to see anybody die. I'm not on Russia's side. I am not on Ukraine's side. I am on the American side. And the fact that we're starting to get talks about in defense of quote unquote democracy, um, which really, when you when you see the the support from the leftist globalist types like Hillary Clinton and all them, um, they're going to probably want to like send our boys, young boys and young girls over there to station as like ground troops to defend a border of something that's halfway around the world. Okay, but we can't even like defend our southern border that's wide open for anybody to come in here but that's a whole nother story i'm gonna get into that on a deep dive but today what i want to focus on is this this virtue signal that i'm seeing all over social media okay now i understand if you have a concern and you want to have humanitarian type feelings about what's going on around the world i'm not mad at you for that i understand all that but it's like you didn't care about any of this stuff in 2014 when it happened under Obama. And like when you think about all the other things that go on in the global landscape and regarding war and and and, and national sovereignty and what have you, 
you never even care about it unless the mainstream media is telling you to do so. Personally, I feel like we should only be focused on the stuff that matters to us as Americans, okay? A lot of y'all is over here, you know, putting flags up on your picture of, on your profile picture about Ukraine, all right? But but you didn't say anything about Canada and all that kind of stuff as far as them losing their democracy. And you're going to come back and say, well, hey, well, they're not actually killing people and all that kind of stuff. No. But that should be more of a concern to you right above us up the north. The fact that these globalists and Justin Trudeau are pushing these measures on a democracy like Canada right above us and consequently or subsequently, I should say, right below us in Mexico, our border is wide open. Okay. Now you want to talk about death and all that kind of stuff in Ukraine. What about all the deaths and, 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 and sex trafficking and people that are trying to come over here and that are paying off all these coyotes money to get over here to the United States because Biden told them to come. All right. So then on top of that, you know, you had the black lives matter thing. And by the way, go check my other video that I did the other day on the cell phone. It kind of gives you some synopsis of how I feel about this whole situation in Ukraine. But again, I am going to do a deep dive later, but why is it that like you have the same usual suspects? Okay. It's like this hive mind group think thing. So you have the people that were putting up black squares for black lives matter. When Joe Biden was saying that, Oh, we need to be uh, uh, not racist and all that kind of stuff. Even though you guys elected a racist and, and, and voted for a racist and put him in office. Okay. Racist segregationist. You ain't black. Robert Byrd, Strom Thurmond, all that stuff. I've, I've touched on that several times. Okay. But the minute there's some George Floyd situation or something like that, and the national media gets all up in arms about it, everybody's got a virtue signal and talk about, oh, well, I want to stand in solidarity with black people. Okay. So you see people put up those black squares up on their, on their profile picture to somehow signal how virtuous you are. That's what the term virtue signal is. Okay, so that's so that you can be on this side of like, oh well, I, hey, I'm, I'm morally superior. I'm I'm running with the with the solidarity for black people, and so that gets out of the headlines, and then that's all done. And then obviously that that black square didn't do anything to help the cause. Just like Black Lives Matter hasn't done anything to help the cause of black people. They haven't even given any money to any causes or any black communities. But for some reason, you feel like by putting up that black square in your profile actually did some good. All you were doing was virtue signaling to the people that are, are friends with you on Facebook and Instagram and what have you. Okay. Then you move over to the COVID situation. All right. So again, the news media and all this stuff is telling you, Hey, you know, you better, you know, CNN's got the ticker up on the screen about how many people are dying and stuff like that all day long. Fear mongering the United States citizens. And this is what they do. Just like uh, to, to go back to the black lives matter situation. The leftist media, the state-run media, what they try to do is make you emotional. Okay, they want to they want to make you not think logically about the situation and dig into the facts of the story and the facts of the reasoning behind why they're telling you the things that they're telling you. But instead, they want to play on your emotion. Now, this is a big problem for the black community as a whole, because when you when you the black people in general are very emotional. So all you got to do is bring up racism and white man, racism, this, this and that. Oh, we're so oppressed and all that stuff. It gets people emotional. Okay. So then you start these big waves and all, all you're doing is um, advancing the interests of the leftist globalists and the, and the, and these people that are 
don't really care about you in the first place. Because if they did, how come nothing's been changed in the black community? Your black square didn't help anything. Same thing that goes for the Covivi. So you got the Covivi situation. You had the CNN ticker. You got Don Lemon and everybody else are talking about how, how deadly it is and watch out and watch out. And you got to wear your mask and stuff. And again, I am not a doctor. Do whatever your doctor tells you to do regarding masking and follow your state regulatory guidelines. But what I want to focus on here is like all of a sudden there was like a, a division or a polarization based on your stance in regard to getting the jab and regard to whether or not you were a masker or not. Right. So the, the, the mainstream media. Would make some of these people believe like, hey, you're not virtuous unless you support what we say in regard to the, the CDC guidelines and, and stuff like that. So then all of a sudden you got people getting mad and calling you a, a science deniers, conspiracy theorist, MAGA supporter and stuff when you actually might follow the science and understand what the what the real statistics are regarding masking, regarding the jab, regarding adverse reactions to the jab. And now all of a sudden that it's coming out, you know, uh, the stuff that Joe Rogan had talked about. Um, all, all these things are now coming out to be true, which, you know, a year ago was considered conspiracy theories and anti-science and science denier. But back this whole year, all of it, all you all you can see, people had that little hoop around their profile picture talking about, hey, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Look at me. We're in this together, except if you're not getting vaccinated, then you're not in this together with us and you should die or whatever. Right. Or people taking like pictures and like. Their profile picture has them in a mask and stuff, them and their three kids with mask on and <laughs> the profile picture. That's virtue signaling. You're trying to prove something to people based on your conformity to the mainstream narrative. Okay. And then now the most recent thing here in the hive mind group thing is this Ukraine Russian situation, which again, I don't stand for either one of them people. I don't want to see any death. I don't think there should be any wars at all. Okay. But the fact that the, the media is, is 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 so able to manipulate people's minds within a snap of a finger, all preaching the same narrative, all preaching the same talking points, okay? And this even goes for the Fox News channels and all these channels. And that's why it seems like this is more of a uniparty issue, the warmongering stuff. As you know, with Donald Trump, he didn't have any wars for the for the previous four years. There was no issues like this. And again, nobody was talking about this stuff back in 2014 when the when the stuff started going on. And again, I don't want to get too in-depth into the reasonings behind what's going on over there that they're not telling you on the mainstream media. But the fact that they're saying all this stuff and they're propping up this president like he's like this great hero and stuff. Meanwhile, the pictures are fake from from from, from 2021. As all this propaganda coming out, everybody's like, oh, I stand with Ukraine and stuff like that. People can't even find Ukraine on the map. But again, now you got people virtue signaling and putting flags up on their profile picture to do what exactly? And if you don't do it or if you, or if you question the narrative, just like if you question it with Black Lives Matter, if you question the narrative with the COVID stuff, if you question the narrative now, everybody's like, oh, well, you're just a Putin puppet. It's like, No. I can float third-party perspective and understand that there's fake news media. It's a real thing. And the fact that they're pressing this so hard on you should raise red flags to you. It raises red flags to me. So you should be able to understand that, like, hey, something's fishy. Let me do a little dig deeper dive in it. But people just are already jumping to conclusions, you know, and 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 because of the situation of what you see on the mainstream media, you got people 
going to their liquor cabinets and dumping out vodka. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, like the, the vodka, most of the vodka that you buy at the liquor store isn't even from Russia. People are dumping out Stoli. I don't even I don't even think Stoli is made in Russia. So that's the first thing I want to get into here is I want to get into this article of these virtue signaling people that are dumping out all their vodka and in, in, to be in solidarity with Ukraine. And they want to be anti-Russia. So somehow you dumping out your vodka bottles is supposed to bring help to the Ukrainian people or are you just doing it to virtue signal? I say it's the latter. So let's bring up the story here about how liquor stores are removing Russian vodka from inventory. <laughs> so over the weekend, stores across the U.S. and Canada have been removing Russian vodka from shelves. Pennsylvania state-controlled liquor stores were even ordered to remove Russian-made alcohol by the Liquor Control Board. Are you serious? Okay, let's let's go into it a little bit, and I'm going to have something to say at the end of this. So you see this picture here. We do not support Russia. Uh, the Jacob Liquor Exchange store uh, on Rock Road in Wichita, Kansas, has removed three different brands of Russian vodka from its shelves on Friday in protest of the country's invasion of the neighboring Ukraine on Wednesday. In a similar move up north, a minority leader for the Ontario provincial government in Canada called for the province state-run liquor stores to do the same thing, saying our allies in Ukraine are under attack by Russia and need our help. So don't drink vodka. And you guys at home, go ahead and dump out your vodka that you already bought for, that you paid for it already. According to the outlet, one of the partners of the store, Jamie Stratton, says it took three different Russian branded vodkas off its shelves Friday morning. Quote, it may seem like what is going, what is this going to accomplish? And he says, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I know a lot of people in the U.S. have strong feelings about what's happening. I certainly do. And the, uh, and the other thing is, there's no idea where this will escalate to. So again, it's a perfect example here of just the virtue signaling. I don't really know what this is going to accomplish. But I know a lot of people in the U.S. have feelings about what's happening. Do, do you even really know what's happening? Have you even really looked into the details? Probably not, but a lot of people do. All my social media Facebook buddies do, right? All my Instagram homies do. All my leftist, liberal, CNN, MSNBC viewers do. Uh, you know, I certainly do it other things and there's no idea where this will escalate to, by the way, they're in like uh, some sort of like peace negotiation talks as far as, uh, uh, I saw this morning, but let's look at this video here from Fox that, uh, <laughs> that shows what the, what the actual extent of this Russia vodka is and this virtue signaling going on in, in support of Ukraine. As Ukraine resists a Russian invasion, protests supporting Ukraine take place all over the world. Now some liquor stores and bars across the U.S. are throwing out their stock of Russian vodka as an act of support for Ukraine. Russia is acting as though it's 1939 and going into Europe with the full force that they have in the, in the Ukraine. I'm so concerned about it metastasizing into other countries. All right, so there you go. <laughs> um, again, everybody has a right to do what you want to do, I guess, but I just don't think it's really an effective measure to, to, to do anything. And again, who who is it that you're actually worried about? Why aren't you worried about the United States situation and the homelessness rate and the death rate and the opioid death rates here coming in through the, the southern border? the sex trafficking, the missing children. You know what I mean? Because it, because it, because those are the situations and topics that they don't talk about on the mainstream media. 
So you don't care about that. But you're going to dump out your stuff. So uh, there's another little video here that continues on from that that I want to watch to hear what they're talking about with regard to this dumping of vodka. Yeah. Does this mean, Sean, I'll come to you first. I, this is amazing. I enjoy seeing this type of support. It's what our country does. But the, does this mean that Americans don't feel like the government has done enough, so this is their way of contributing to it? Well, listen, I think they want to voice their opinion and their outrage, so they're going to dump their vodka on the street. But this is just hurting the Russian people. But it's not hurting Putin. And there's a difference there. Thank it's kind of like when we were angry at the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau at how he treated his authoritarian ways with a freedom convoy. If we in America dumped out our maple syrup, that doesn't hurt Trudeau. It only hurts, you know, the maple syrup of Canada. So I think we got to be smart about how we handle these kind of protests. Exactly. And that's my whole point with this whole thing. Is that like you have to have a little bit more of a broader grasp of the situation, okay? You dumping out vodka in the in the streets or whatever, first of all, you've already bought the vodka, okay? <laughs> Number one. Now, if you're a store owner, you've already bought it as well, but okay, now you don't want to sell it because you don't want to be in support. But again, you already bought it. All right. And then and then number two, it's like you're not really hurting Putin. You're hurting the Russian people, possibly. If, you know, if it's really on that type of volume, which I don't think it is. But anyway, you're really hurting those people that are the manufacturers, the workers in the factories. You know what I'm saying? The people that have nothing to do with this conflict. That's who you were affecting. Just like you said in the in the clip there. Like you were against Trudeau in Canada. That'd be like not buying maple syrup from Canada. Like, is that going to really affect Justin Trudeau? You're mad at the government. You're mad at the leader of the government. You doing that with the Russia vodka is just ignorant. You know, and again, but like, it's like, it's monkey see, monkey do. People see somebody doing something. Oh, well, I got to do this too to, to show you know, that I stand in solidarity with that as you're looking over your shoulder. Is this cool? Is this cool? You know. And again, you can tie this back to the two previous things that I said about the Black Lives Matter movement and the COVID movement. Okay. So in my opinion, man, stop the virtue signaling. I don't see what, what benefit it's doing for anybody. It's just making yourself look dumb. And uh, especially it's not it's not the good money management. And also on a final point. You guys do understand that we are still buying eight hundred thousand something gallon or barrels of, of oil a day from Russia. That is a real fact. OK. And the Democrat Party also stopped sanctions from the GOP party and to uh, shutting down the Russian pipeline. OK. So when, when you do things like this, get researched and get burst on the topic. Because otherwise, you know, you just end up looking dumb and uh, and then somebody like Ronnie B's got to call you out. All right. So next next thing I want to get into here is uh, the Texas situation of the sex changing being called child abuse. Now, if you follow 417, I'm a big advocate of children's rights and I'm against this indoctrination of our kids in school. I'm against the sexual change stuff for people that are minor they're, they're grooming our kids they are uh promoting this kind of um gender non-conformity non-binary stuff and then try to put it into the mainstream i did the the story about the don't say gay bill a couple of days ago you know in regard to how the leftist agenda and the people on twitter and the democrat party are saying that it was a homophobic bill even though all it was doing was giving parents the right to to see what was being taught to their children but but the the state run government schools and and these kinds of things are 
intentionally trying to suppress this information from parents because they're evil and they're dirty. They want to make sure that the, that they can raise the kids. You know, that's why the welfare situation is the way it is. You can't have welfare if you're a woman and you have a man in the house because they want to disrupt the nuclear family because they understand the presence of a man and a, and a marriage and stuff means that you don't longer need to rely on the government as your baby daddy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that, it's along the same lines as this. The state wants your kids. They want to indoctrinate your kids from a very small age. And the, and the don't say gay bill was a perfect example of that, which passed in Florida and flying colors. And and the reason why I'm bringing up this story today is because I like what I'm seeing from the usually feckless Republican Party. Normally, these people don't do anything. They just let the Democrats attack and the le leftists attack with the legislation. And we always got to be on the defensive and they got to try to play like defense and then and whatever. But in these two particular cases with the don't say gay bill, which is actually the parental rights bill. Um, and then you see you have this situation with this Texas, uh, with the Abbott in Texas about the, the child abuse situation. It's, it's good to see that people are going on the offensive. Take it to them, you know, make them have to defend their position. You have to defend the position on how you feel like this is justified to do this kind of stuff. Now, again, I know that when somebody has their, their, their child and you're the parent of their child, you have every right to want to raise them. You want to raise them. OK. And I guess ideologically speaking, I would agree with that. But when it comes to the point of uh, actually physically mutilating somebody that's not in their right mind state and is not even of age to give consent, because technically, if you're under 18, you do, you do not have the ability to give consent. Your brain has not developed in a way that you can make rational long term decisions. These kids don't even know what they want for lunch. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're worried about like what kind of shoes they have on and like. You know, if Becky in the class is like, you know, going to send her to the, send them the note today or whatever, you know what I mean? And but all of a sudden you want to you want to have them come to you and say, hey, I think I'm a girl, mommy. Can you cut my pee pee off? Which they got the idea from the indoctrination of the school teachers and the state, you know, uh, indoctrination camps, which is called public school. So so they want to groom and give the idea to the kids in the public school se setting and then. They wanted to like not even get permission from the parents or tell the parents what's going on. And so what De Greg Abbott here is doing is saying, hey, like, hey, regardless of how you do it, we're going to say that this is a child abuse. And I agree with it. So let's get into the article. Um, one second, let me pull it up. So, again, uh, thanks, everybody, for watching Pro 17. Please make sure to like the video, share the video. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, this is a new channel. After my first one got deleted a while back during the Covivi stuff, but we're trying to build it back up. So I really appreciate if you guys can uh, go ahead and give this a like and comment and hit the notification bell. So Texas to potentially prosecute sex change surgeries on minors as child abuse. And uh, I think this is a good thing. So Texas plans to investigate the potential, potentially prosecute instances of giving children sex reassignment surgery as child abuse. And a letter last week, State Governor Greg Abbott directed the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate certain, quote, so-called sex change procedures found to, quote, constitute child abuse under existing Texas law. And see, this is the thing. And the law is already on the books. Um, and he's going off something that was uh, a piece written by uh, Texas Attorney General Ken, Ken Paxson. Uh, it is already a.
against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization, mastectomies, removals of otherwise healthy body parts, and administration of puberty-blocking drugs and supra-physiologic doses of testosterone or estrogen. Now, the crazy thing is here is that why do we even have to like have this as a debate? Why, why is this even up, up for debate? I mean, it's a trip how quickly things have changed and, and morphed into this, into this destructive anti-society lifestyle that we have in the United States now, and in part to the leftist Democrat agenda, part to the devil, of course, and also the LGBT movement. It's like I said in the other videos as well. You're just like, yo, like if there's, you know, a victim hierarchy now, the, the the person at the front of the line is a LGBT plus community member. Your women, the women's rights, all you feminists out there that were fighting for women's rights all these years. Now women are being tossed to the side now because uh transgender men now will, or women or whatever the phrasing is, will now take precedence, their rights and their feelings over a woman's rights, you know? Same thing goes with uh, parents and your parents' rights, like it's talking about in this particular bill in this in this article here. Same thing for children, like parents don't have any rights over their children. You know, you hear all this stuff about Black Lives Matter and all, and all the um, most vulnerable uh, victimized groups, such as the black people and the black community and stuff like that. They don't. They if if you're black, it doesn't matter because again, the transsexual person is going to get a higher position on the victim hierarchy so you are just s out of luck sorry you know and, and 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 i said like this is crazy that we have to even talk about this like cutting off the genitals of your child shouldn't have to be a discussion of being wrong okay giving people uh chemical crustaceans so they so they don't go into puberty and stuff like that and all these and these drugs and 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 mind you these are the same drugs that are given to sex offenders and rapists in jail um so that they won't want to have like sex with people again. You know what I mean? So they won't want to take advantage of people. These are the same drugs that they're giving to, to these young children. This is absolutely ridiculous. So we shouldn't even be having a, a discussion about this, but, but yet we need to do it. Um, let's go back into the article here. Texas law imposes reporting requirements upon all licensed professionals who have direct contact with children who may be subject to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, teachers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Texas law also imposes a duty on DFPS to investigate the parents of a child who was subjected to these abusive gender transitioning procedures and on other state agencies to investigate licensed facilities where such procedures may occur. And again, this is exactly what should happen because it's like, Children are not sexual creatures. They, they're not getting this idea based on their own mindscape. It's grooming. It's indoctrination to them either by the stuff they watch on television. Again, go back and check the Pro 17 archive on the, on the cartoon stuff where they're trying to groom our kids. I had a story about the librarians in the public schools and, and, the, and the, that are, are, are guiding and coaxing these children to books that talk about transgender stuff and changing your sex and, and gender identity and things like that. It's absolutely unacceptable. The Loudoun County situation, it goes on and on and on and on and on. 
And beyond that, you know, there are several wacko parents that are advocating for this for their own kids. They want so much for their kid to be like that that they push this agenda on their own kids. And those people need to be checked straight up. And again, if you have a certain religious belief or ideology, I mean, you know what? Go ahead and teach him whatever you want to teach him, I suppose. You know what I mean? I can't I can't really come into your house in that regard, right? But when it comes to physical, physically changing them and mutilating a child, I think that's when you have to admit that that is child abuse. Um, let's see what else is down here. Uh, okay, here's another quote. So, quote, genital mutilation of a child through reassignment surgery is child abuse. Subject to all rules and procedures pertaining to child abuse, such mutilation may cause a genuine threat of substantial harm from physical injury to the child. Uh, DFPS Commissioner Jamie Masters wrote in a letter at the time, quote, the surgical procedure physically alters a child's genitalia for non-medical purposes, potentially inflicting irreversible harm to the child's bodies. Amen. Amen. What? That's not that's not even up for debate. Generally, children in the care and custody of a parent lack the legal capacity to consent to surgical treatments, making them more vulnerable. And again, this is exactly what I, this is exactly what I just touched on. Okay, so so a parent's excuse is going to say they're going to say, um, "Hey, I I uh, I just wanted what was best for my kid. My kid said that he wanted to, uh, you know, cut his penis off. So I'm just uh, uh, going to do what my kid tells me." The kid does not have consent. You're supposed to be the adult in the room. You're supposed to be the one raising these kids. You have to know with common sense and just logic that it's not a good idea probably for your 12-year-old to, to, to get a mastectomy and cut her breasts off or a, a young man to take puberty blockers before he even gets into puberty and remove his testicles or, or chemically castrate himself or, or do any kind of uh, genitalia uh, type of procedure, Okay. And again, this is something that shouldn't even be up for debate, but but as clown world as this world has gotten in, in the recent years, we have to discuss these things. And shout out to Greg Abbott, who's, who's making a stand in Texas. It's looking better and better every day as far as moving. Huh, babe? It's looking better and better because, you know, hey, they're running things the right way. Florida's running things the right way. And I would just hope that more people um, uh, would stand up in Congress and in legislation and start being more on the offensive in regards to protecting our children and, and to get rid of these groomers and pedophiles before it becomes, you know, just a commonplace thing in today's American society. So. All right. Uh, last thing I want to get into here on today's show. Again, make sure you hit that like button, hit, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and please make sure you check out pro17.com slash merch. Really appreciate it. And the last thing I want to talk about today is the New York mayor, Eric Adams, the Democrat puppet in New York City, Manhattan. Uh, he was talking about Kyrie Irving recently in regard to their, their mandates with the NBA basketball. Now, if you guys are familiar with this whole story, Kyrie Irving was one of the few NBA players that actually had the cojones during the COVID situation to say, hey, I don't want to take the jab. I feel like the risk-reward benefit for me doesn't warrant me taking it. Um, I don't want to do it. And as a result, he was not able to play basketball games. Okay. Uh, and I believe in New York city, 
you know, he plays for Brooklyn Nets. So in Brooklyn and New York are not allowing him to play home games. Okay. But, but the caveat to this whole thing is that like other visiting teams that are unvaccinated are able to come to Brooklyn and play there. Okay. And you ask yourself, well, well, how does that make sense? That's exactly right. It doesn't make sense. So first of all, let me say Eric Adams is a joke. You know, everybody thought that, um, um, de Blasio was an idiot. I mean, yeah, he was an idiot, but, but of course they bring in this guy that's supposed to be an ex cop moderate in New York city. But, but again, it's the ultra blue state, just like here in California. So of course, if this guy's going to get elected mayor, he's got to check all the correct boxes, right? So he's got to be a puppet of the Democrat arm, uh, you know, the communist regime over there in New York city, who's got like the highest, you know, uh, vaccine measures. They're still got the vaccine passport and stuff like that. But I know they're recently going to be taking off some of these measures regarding masking and vaccination, except for the workers. Okay. Cause they just recently fired like 150,000 or something like that. Maybe my numbers off. It's going to be in the article, but they just fired thousands and thousands of New York city workers because they refused to get the jab. But now they're going to be opening up the, the stadiums and restaurants and, and gyms and theaters up to people that don't, that are not vaccinated. So you see what's going on here? They're obviously seeing the hit in their pocketbook. They're seeing that they're not making money. They need to bring in more taxable revenue here, you know, and, and to get the, the, the economy going here. So they have to ease the restrictions in New York city, but you just fired like all these people like last week in New York city. So, he wants to have people, you know, workers get fired because it's illegal for you to, to go to work and not have the jab, but yet he wants Kyrie Irving to play so that they can go for a playoff and a championship run in the NBA, but he can't do that, can he? Because if he does that, now you're opening up yourself to litigation from all these other, uh, you know, New York City workers that'll be like, hey, wait a minute, he's not vaccinated. How come he got to get the pass and I don't get the pass? Why don't you just do this and just say, hey, you don't need it. Okay. This has been going on in the red states for since the beginning. Florida has been free the whole time. South Dakota, you know, several other red states have been been free and able to operate commerce without any restraints. But again, when you look at the blue states like California, New York City, it's a problem. And again, they're on this globalist agenda. This is a digital digital ID, social credit store, blah, 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 blah. So let's get into the story here. And I want to read a little bit. And I want to play a video from Eric Adams or what he has to say about it himself. And just watch the, the foolishness that comes out of this man's mouth. So the New York City Mayor Eric Adams says he won't make an exception for Kyrie Irving to play in Brooklyn. Well, it's not really in your hands now, is it? He's just a puppet anyway. Uh, New York City Eric Adams wants to see Kyrie Irving on the court, but he won't be changing the mandate that has kept the Nets superstar from playing at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Despite an announcement on Sunday that the city would lift the key to NYC, that's their passport, vaccine passport, mandate that required patrons from, of city restaurants, entertainment venues, and other places to be vaccinated. Irving is still being barred from playing home games because of New York's private sector mandate. Like, <laughs> like, 
the foolishness of this whole Kovibi thing is is on full display here. You know, those of us that have been standing up for the truth and knowing what's going on from the longest time, from years ago now, are starting to feel a little bit of vindication. But that's not what I'm in it for. I'm not in it to feel vindicated. I'm in, in it for, like, the American people to stand up and understand you're being played. This has never been about science. This has never been about health. This has all been about political science. Period. Because you got this man, you got this state and city here in of New York with a straight face trying to tell you that they are going to lift the key to New York City vaccine passport mandates for all patrons to come in restaurants, entertainment venues, and other places. But Kyrie Irving can't play in a game. So you got a stadium of 35,000 people sitting six inches apart from each other, breathing and slobbering and drinking beer and yelling and spit flying everywhere. You're not worried about spreading the virus there. But you're worried about Kyrie Irving playing at the Barclays Center. Infecting who exactly? But you're not worried about the other teams that come into Brooklyn to play. Right? <laughs> you're not worried about, you know, Utah Jazz members or whoever is coming in there to play and then being unvaccinated potentially. And the whole thing is, is that we already know that vaccination doesn't mean uh, that you're not able to uh, uh, catch it. You can still catch it. You can still spread it. This is all scientific fact now. So at this point, the whole thing is ridiculous. But now you see, they already put their self and they put their foot in their mouth and they got to stand by this ridiculous legislation that fired, you just fired all these people. You fired all these, these hardworking middle-class, lower middle-class employees of the New York City for this, for this rule, but you want to like have an exception for Kyrie Irving and obviously they can't do that. So he said, I would give anything to get that ring. So let's let's watch the, the video here and hear it from the horse's mouth. Hang on a second. Let me uh sorry guys, I got I clicked the wrong button. Give me a second. All right, so hang on, bear with me. So yeah, man, uh, this subject gets me hot, and hopefully we're going to be done with this very, very soon. And on a side note, tomorrow is the State of the Union from your boy Sleepy Joe Biden. You ain't black, Joe Biden. And so, uh, and because of that, <laughs> the U.S. Capitol is lifting the fat, the mask mandates now. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want it in Congress anymore after he, she's fined it. Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these people that didn't want to wear masks in Congress when the House of Representatives for months and months and months. <laughs> but because of the State of the Union address tomorrow and, and everybody's relaxing these restrictions because it, everybody understands that, that, that it's, it's full of crap. And the CDC is now saying the same thing, that uh, uh, now it's, it's all of a sudden okay. But they're not going to let this go with uh, New York City and, and Kyrie Irving because they already – they already messed up by firing all these people in New York City. Unless you give them their job back. Okay, here we go. Play it back from the beginning. 
take it so Kyrie Irving can play it. Listen, I want Kyrie on the court. You know, I would do anything to get that ring. <laughs> I say, you know, so badly I want, I want it. But there's so much at stake here. And, you know, I, I spoke with the owner of the team. We want to find a way to get Kyrie on the court. But this is a bigger issue. I can't have my city closed down again. And I, it was sending the wrong message just to have an, an exception for one player. How... <laughs> <laughs> so he's worried about I don't want to be closed down again from who from from Kyrie Irving and again unvaccinated does not mean infected you sat there with a straight face and said I don't want to be closed down again but you're letting 25,000 fans come into the stadium you're not worried about that but you're worried about Kyrie oh my goodness when we're telling a countless number of New York City employees if you don't follow the rules you won't but be able to be employed. That's but, not the but right But the away to do. teams haven't considered this because they could have unvaccinated. They're allowed to play. That doesn't seem right. Uh, makes no sense. And I don't know who thought. Makes no sense. <laughs> and right here, he's going to say he doesn't know who made the laws. You know who made the laws. Y'all Democrat leftist legislators and the puppet masters and George Soros and whoever's pulling the strings back there. Your crazy wicked witch, uh, Kathy Hochul out there of a ridiculous rule in place of away teams can come and play when um, teams from New York. But these are the rules, and I have to I have to follow the rules. If I don't, I'm going to open the door that is sending the wrong to everyday employees. Absolutely. Businesses have their vaccine mandates. City employees have their vaccine mandates. I have to follow the rules. And trust me, I would carry on the court. We are here right now opening our city because of vaccine mandates. We can't close down again. I can't have my city closed down again. It's just ridiculous, the premise of the things that he's talking about. <laughs> it's absolute mental gymnastics that you have to go through to come to these same conclusion. I don't understand if you're living in New York City or New York State, how you could sit there and allow this to happen. And and I hope that like these, these same virtue singular people that I talked about in the first segment that, that are so pro Ukraine and worried about the livelihoods of these people halfway across the world are, are need to get a little bit more focused on what's happening here in your own country and the ridiculous legislation that's obviously discriminating against people because the most people that are not taking these vaccines and, and stuff like that in New York city are not MAGA white Trump supporters. It's majority Minority community, black and Latinos, 66% are not with the jab. And a lot of people that were doing it under coercion, having to do it being black, you know, uh, uh, I guess extorted would be the correct term, into getting the jab just because they don't want to lose their job. And the people that actually, from the healthcare sector, when you talk about like firefighters, you talk about like police officers in New York that are standing by their convictions are, are being demonized for this. But then, but then you want to say that oh, it's because like oh, uh, the mandate and the workers and this and that. But you're letting the patrons do it. That's ridiculous. I don't understand how y'all can allow this. But hey, it is what it is. But it's like the same thing. It's like if you guys keep voting for the same foolishness and the same, you know, politicians, then you kind of get what you what you deserve, you know. And that's the reason why, like me out here in California. It's hard to get any change. That's I mean, New York City is a one-party state. Same thing held here for California. And then, like, when we had the recall election here with, with um, 
Larry Elder against Gavin Newsom. I don't believe that that election was legit at all from what I was seeing. But hey, what are you going to do about it? You know, you either have a bunch of people that are low information voters that don't really understand the 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 full scope of what voting for the Democrat Party means. All they see it as is as, well, I can't vote Republican no matter what, you know. So it's hive mind group think instead of looking into the actual policy and they're not allowed to look into the policy because like Gavin Newsom's donors donated like millions and millions and millions of dollars and bombarded the television sets of like, Hey, you can't let the Trump clone and the, and the white supremacist Larry Elder, who is black. You can't let the, 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 the black face of white supremacy and the Republican party. I mean, if you, if you let Larry Elder become governor of California, you're going to have like Trump things and it's going to be a racist state. You know what I mean? But they just bombard people and people are so low, low information that they don't even know what the hell they're voting for, you know, but then they're going to complain about the taxes and you're going to complain about how uh, there's a, the high homelessness rate and all this other stuff here in the city, how you can't even buy nothing, the gas and all that, you know, but then you want to keep voting for the same people. So the same thing goes for New York city. And, uh, and I hope that <laughs> he sat there with a straight face and said that, 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 that he doesn't want to have to shut down the city again. If, if and if somehow that means that that what Kyrie Irving is going to infect the whole state of New York, <sighs> foolishness, man. Make it make sense. I don't know. But shout out to Kyrie Irving for holding it down and standing with his convictions. And I think a lot of other NBA players and a lot of other people that maybe worked and might get their job back are going to feel very vindicated when they get their job back. If uh, the laws do end up changing in New York city and, and out here and other blue States that are pushing these, these uh, vaccine mandate restrictions. So, so um, that's about all I'm going to do today for everybody. Thanks for checking out the pro one seven thoughtcast, the Cali conservative podcast on, on your audio streams. I really appreciate all the support I've been getting lately. Please make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you share this video. Um, I I'm going to have a very in-depth video that won't be live it's going to be um, a, a recorded one to talk about all the backstory and uh, giving alternate perspectives and alternative narratives of what's going on in this russian ukraine situation and again i'm not pro russia i'm also not pro ukraine i am not pro war i don't want us even involved in the situation as a united states citizen i don't want to see anybody getting killed Okay, I don't want any Russians being killed. I don't want any Ukrainians being killed. But we need to just like remove ourselves from the situation. And the fact that the mainstream media is pressuring this so hard should raise mad red flags. And I'm going to get into all that in my video coming up, uh, hopefully maybe later today or tomorrow as I'm compiling all my research for that video. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. All right. So always remember that Pro 17 stands for Proverbs 17 in the Bible. And it reads, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a leftist. And uh, don't be a virtue signaler. And uh, don't be an idiot. And, and do not comply. All right? Ronnie B out. God bless you all. See you on the next one.